0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: It's time. It's time to hit the ice, Penguin fans. Chris Mack had you covered with all the news and notes surrounding surrounding your Penguin. Only on 5th Avenue Faceoff.
0: And welcome back into another edition of 5th Avenue Faceoff. Hi, how are you? I'm Chris Mack from 93.7 The Fan and The Fan Morning Show. And what, you thought because the pens were done for the season and not in the playoffs, we, we were going to stop talking about them? This could be the most interesting offseason in Penguins' hits, well, since 1984, right? This could be eh, 2005-ish, maybe. Okay, I, nonetheless... This could be one of the most interesting off-seasons in Pittsburgh Penguins history. We're definitely going to be bringing you a couple of podcasts every week just to keep things rolling, especially with the search beginning for the next general manager. Hey, we need to do another mailbag episode, another mailbag edition. Your questions, welcome, please, at TheChrisMac on Twitter. That's my personal handle. Send questions, thoughts, ideas there, and uh, I'll send out the bat signal on Twitter as well. Or just email it. Yeah, I'm giving you my email address. Uh, cringe emoji. Here we go. Uh, Chris.Mac at Odyssey, dot And we'll get a mailbag uh, episode done here in the next week or so as the GM start, search, pardon me, really starts in earnest. That's what we're going to talk to David Pagnotta, NHL insider for the fourth period, about here in just a moment. Where do the pens go with this? GM search. Uh, and what does this off season look like for them? Some huge questions that need to be answered. Uh, question for you though, real quick, would you mind please following the podcast if you haven't already inside your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, just tap follow right up there in the upper right hand corner. If you haven't already, if you're getting us on a different uh, app, different method, by all means uh, subscribe, Uh, do whatever you got to do, leave ratings, leave reviews. We appreciate that, especially during the off season, because that helps what somebody told me is an algorithm. I, again, no idea how this right over my head, but ratings and reviews get people to notice us. We appreciate that. iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google play, however you get your podcast, by all means, let us know how we're doing the Royal we, uh, uh, and, uh, We'll go from there. We'll take your feedback under advisement, but we appreciate all of it and all the interaction here on Fifth Avenue Face Off. Uh, David Pagnotta, the fourth period, NHL insider. Lots of questions for him from ownership level all the way down through management, coaching, personnel. Yeah, they've all got to be answered by the Penguins this offseason, so who better ask than David on how he thinks those questions will be answered. That's next right here on Fifth Avenue Face Off.
1: It's time to hit the ice, Penguin fans. Chris Mack has you covered with all the news and notes surrounding Surrounding your Penguin. Only
0: on 5th Avenue Faceoff welcome back in it's another edition of fifth avenue face off and lucky enough to be joined by our nhl insider david pagnotta of the fourth period follow him at the fourth period on twitter and the fourth where he brings you up to date on all the comings and goings around the nhl we were just talking before we hit record david uh we're now this lowly non-playoff market you've got eight wild <laughs> series up and running we're nope. a game or two into the uh, the conference uh, quarterfinals in each uh, each conference as the Stanley Cup playoffs get underway. Some great early games in those series so far, and here you are stuck talking to me about the offseason.
1: <laughs> but but let's start I, there. Let's, I was at, I was at the Tampa Toronto game last night here in Toronto, and uh, I, I don't know what's what's worse. Uh, to be honest, what's going on there? What's going on here? Because the fan base is just losing it after that loss well, to Tampa
0: 7-3. Next time you're up there, I'm, it's going to be like sixth grade. I'm going to write a little note on a piece of paper, fold it right. up like a, like a paper football, and I'm going to have you just slide it under Kyle's door as you walk walk through the press box. Uh, I sit right he's below not interested. I, I, I sit right <laughs> below
1: him. He's he's literally like this, like right up there, wherever that would be. That's He's right there with the rest yeah. of the management team. So, Um, we'll, we'll do that thing where we tie a string to it and you
0: can just throw it up like that, like a fishing
1: line, uh, (laughs)
0: like guys in prison trying to communicate with each other. Don't ask how I know that. Um, so (laughs) let's dive into the Penguins off season. The news came down, uh, last Friday, uh, Ron Hextall, Brian Burke, Chris Pryor out. Uh, I don't think that's a surprise. I talked to a couple of people who uh, were on the post game elevator ride with Hextall and Burke after the loss in Columbus. And they said the looks on their face kind of said it all dead men walking. They knew exactly what was coming. Yeah. Um, it, it, that part is not surprising. What I think did surprise some, not a lot of us, but what did surprise some is that the guy who seems to be at the forefront of the transition period, if nothing else is a guy who some people thought might accidentally catch some shrapnel in this transition. And that's Mike Sullivan. Um, he is, leading this transition team, it looks like. So in the interim, until a new GM or president of Hockey Ops or both are hired, uh, he'll be leading the charge into the offseason. So I guess going forward, is it fair to believe that Mike Sullivan's influence has grown within the Penguins organization?
1: I think his, his influence, more importantly, the trust that they have in him, uh, both on and off the ice, is is weighing in as as a big reason as to why he's stuck around. Forget about the extension. Um, The they got the money. They can pay all kinds of people. Um, It really it comes down to the trust that ownership and the guys in the room um, and around different parts of the organization really have uh, with with Mike Sullivan. Um, So I think that's one of the the primary, if not the biggest reason, as to why he's sticking around. And whoever comes into the president of hockey ops or GM role or both, they're going to have to be comfortable with Mike Sullivan as their head coach. And I would imagine a lot of people would be, he's a hell of a coach. Um, Just sometimes you don't get the right tools in place. You can't put the right pieces together. And and that's ultimately what happened this season. He didn't have the right tools to work with. You mentioned that contract (laughs) extension.
0: He with the Penguins through the spring of 2027, another four years with that contract extension would you say it's and you make a great point? Fenway Sports Group and the Pittsburgh Penguins can afford to pay anybody if and when it should, you know that they should have to cross that path. But is right. it fair to say he's about as untouchable as any coach in the NHL through the end of that extension?
1: Uh, I mean, look to the through the end of it, I'm not sure. I think right now it certainly seems that way. Give it a year, give it two, see what happens after things start to transition out when. You know, Latang and Sid and, and Gino start to get towards the end of their year, last contract or last year of their contract or or beyond. Um, uh, yeah, but I think for, for the foreseeable future, he's, he's the guy. He's not going anywhere. Uh, so, again, whoever is coming in there has to be comfortable with that fact that he's going to be around for two more seasons minimum um, yeah. unless things completely fall off then we might have a different discussion with respect to the direction of the organization overall. But um, yeah, he's he's locked in as far as um, what the optics are, definitely. And chatter around the league suggests the, the same thing. So the guys coming in are going to work with him. He's going to talk to them. Here are the strengths of this roster. Here are the holes. Here's where we need to improve. Here's where if we just alter a couple things, we can get better and we don't have to prioritize that. Um, all of that, those new people that are coming in, they're going to be counted on uh, or he, they're going to be counting on him, rather, to make sure that they can help this process along in getting this team back into postseason contention and back into contender status.
0: It's interesting you mentioned <laughs> the time frame of the next two years, at least, because that lines up with the final two years of Sidney Crosby's current contract. Yeah. Um, how do you think Sidney Crosby views the organization's situation right now and whether it aligns with his future or not?
1: I think, well, first of all, I think it does because I think they want to remain competitive. I think the mandate going into this season, just like we, it will be going into next season, will be we want to contend. We want to get back into that into that level up to to the upper echelon of the national hockey League. We got three of the best guys in the league uh, in in since they've entered the league, um that can put us there, but we have to get the right complementary p- uh, pieces in place and, and and that's what that's what they're going to look for. And I think Sid is you know, certainly aligned with that. if it, if you got to take a step back right now, um, so be it for at least the next two seasons. If that means next season, the season after that, Sid sticks around a little bit longer, perhaps you know if they can remain within that contender status. I, I mean, that aligns with with him. He said it at the end of the at the end of the regular season. He wants to stick around. He can't see him playing anywhere else. I know there's all the reports and there was talk of Colorado and this that and the other uh, a little while ago. He's made it clear. He wants to say, and I don't get any indication that Mario and and Fenway group and everybody is willing to say, eh, maybe it's time to move on. I just, it it just doesn't align.
0: Well, with all that being said, we go from the guy who's at the core, Mike Sullivan to Sidney Crosby, to now the people who are, I wouldn't say next most influential, but they're the bosses Fenway sports group. Um, They've been criticized heavily by myself included here in, in the market for what was perceived to be a distance between the leadership of Fenway sports group and the Pittsburgh Penguins and the city of Pittsburgh, the fans of Pittsburgh. Um, but Dave Beeston was in town on Friday for the announcement of uh, the, the firings of Hextall and Burke and prior. Um, it, it sounds like he's going to be in Pittsburgh on a semi-permanent basis now to oversee the day to day here in Pittsburgh. Um, so how do you think Fenway values this franchise? We've looked at it, it over the last few months or year as a, eh, Maybe this was just a balance sheet acquisition for them, um, but do they value the Penguins in relation to a how the how hockey fans and, and and Pittsburgh hockey fans value the Penguins, and is that separate from how they value them in relation to maybe their crown jewels of the Red Sox and Liverpool?
1: Well, I think they recognize that they might have made a mistake right out of the gate by creating that distance. Um, I don't think it was done maliciously or intentionally. From a negative perspective um i just thought that for the, the kind of the, what i was getting was that they want to let the penguins do their thing in market we don't want to overstep because at the same time because there's the boston connection and, and all that um it isn't going to be looked at upon negatively or frowned upon or all that stuff so maybe they misjudged that they probably did um, and that's why Beason's going to as you said going to be around a lot more often and, and things of that nature to create a little more connectivity with the, the, the ultimate guys at the top. I still believe that the way they wanna run things is we wanna put the right people in place and let them do their jobs. They don't necessarily wanna micromanage everything. I mean, obviously they're gonna to have to check in and, and see how things are going. And that's why Beeson will be there regularly, um, but allow the experts in their field to execute and work as such. Um, so do they need to be a little bit more engaged in the community? I think so. And I think they've recognized that. Um, And and I believe that'll be a bit of a transition going into next season as as far as that's concerned.
0: Do they need to do more to, it it sounds like the relationship with Mario in particular needs to be pieced back together. It sounds like there's a a pretty significant gulf there, whether Mm -hmm. there was a single party or multiple parties within a single entity that either asked Mario to kind of take a step back with his now very small slice of ownership, or perhaps, just indicated that they didn't necessarily want him around. Um, how, do, they, do they need to go out of their way and perhaps even bend over backwards to bring him back into the fold, knowing a, what it means for fans here in Pittsburgh, yeah. but also what it could mean for uh, the cachet of the organization around the league, the ability to curry favor with other organizations, the ability to have that, Face of the franchise, aside from Sidney Crosby, an active player, that non-active player face of the franchise, present and and part of things.
1: Uh, I think that could definitely play a factor. Uh, I think that could be one of the reasonings in creating or, or pathways for them to creating that connectivity back, with with as we mentioned, with Beeson being there more often, um, reigniting that flame with respect to Mario's presence. Um, might might be the, the proper way to go about things. Um, at least I think so. So, uh, I, and I know there's some consideration there as well. So uh, like right now, they want to make sure that they can finalize the hockey ops and do all that. I think they understand the need um, to to fix other elements like this one we're talking about, especially within the community and the fan base. Um, I think that's secondary. It doesn't mean it's less important. I, I believe um that it's it's you gotta you gotta prioritize things in some regard. so let's figure out we've got a draft coming up in two months we've got free agency coming up right after that let's try to build this management group and then make our way towards or simultaneously trying uh to mend the relationship in in some form with the with the fan base with mario and so on
0: I, I, I want to wrap up before I let you go with questions about uh, the personnel. You just mentioned the draft and free agency there yeah. markets for certain players and obviously what they're going to do in goal. But the crux of the matter here is who's the, who's the person or who are the people that are going to be making those decisions. So who is next? I see it in sort of several different buckets of people. Um, you've got the young up and comers. Um, you've got the analytically driven who there? I think there's some overlap in that Venn diagram, if there were two circles there. Uh, mm-hmm. You've got uh, also a part of that is the, the female bucket. There's a lot of up-and-coming female management candidates who could be the first female general manager in NHL history and could do it right here in Pittsburgh. Uh, you've got yeah. people who may be, you mentioned the impact of Mike Sullivan, and whoever this person is better be comfortable with him the sullivan types we've seen those ones written about there's the old boys club you know i see stan bowman's name of all people get thrown out yeah. um there are people with past penguins connections jason botterill uh you know th- th- there's a-, a bunch of different buckets i don't we don't necessarily need to put a singular name on it Hermanos right now david soul, but yeah, yeah uh, but but what do you think where do the, what direction do you think they cast their gaze first
1: well, I, I think I think they want to evaluate all of their options. I I think they're gonna cast a pretty wide net and, and see who sticks. Um, you know, who's who's beefy enough for them to stick around and make and make an impact. I think Brad for Living will get some consideration in some form, um, whether it's the president of Hockey Ops or or GM or or what have you. Um I believe there is interest in Emily Castangay, uh, who's the assistant GM in Vancouver. She was a former agent. Um, she interviewed in some capacity with the Philadelphia Flyers earlier this week, either Monday or Tuesday. I believe there's some interest from Pittsburgh side as well, so it wouldn't shock me to see that being next or if it, if it's happened already. I'm not sure. Um, but I think she's on their radar as well, among others. Um, you know, Eric Tulski is the AGM in Carolina. His name's floating around there. He's much more analytics-driven. Um, so I'm not sure if the GM position would fit my opinion um, but would he leave one scenario to go to the next I'm not sure we'll we'll have to I mean I think there are going to be multiple different additions here but I think you know individuals like Treliving living and cast gay for me um, kind of lead things I think we're probably going to hear Scott Mellamy's name out there as well um, I know he's being or, or being given consideration for uh, Calgary's GM role for for what they've got going on in Philadelphia although I still believe Danny Breer is going to stick around as GM um, but these are the types of 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 names that are gonna be kind of floating out there um, and and kind of going from there. Kevin Weeks. Um, every time there's an opening, that name pops up as well. So I, I think we'll see more. Um, maybe even Cami Granado, uh, who's an AGM uh, also in Vancouver. she's on Philly's radar. wouldn't shock me to be here, although um, I think I think Emily is probably the top of the list. Uh, in terms of people that would fit the GM role almost seamlessly but you will will have to wait and see but i think those are some of the names that we'll be hearing more of in pittsburgh
0: you know we, it's funny our last episode we talked about cammy uh our own jeff hathorn at, at the fan brought her name up because like it or not uh, the gm still has to have some recognition with the fans and around the league uh, mm-hmm. and it's not a knock against emily castingway but um you know cammy granado is Still, Cami Granado and that carries some weight. And so, I'm curious, dude, is there still, do you still need to have someone who does have that network built in? I, I I referred the old boys club earlier. Maybe it doesn't necessarily need to be the old boys club. It could just be uh, someone who's got a wide network of connections throughout the league. Do you still need to have that in this day and age, where everything seems to be more and more ana- analytically driven, or is that what leads us down the path of maybe, much like we had before? a director of hockey ops, who is that, you know, uh, get around the league, talk to everybody has a relationship and a GM who is more focused on just on ice
1: personnel. And it wouldn't make sense. I could see the Brad for living being that top tier position and mm-hmm. someone like either Cammy or, or, or Emily Castonguay being in that GM role. They both bring different qualities um, as a player agent, you know, Emily's highly regarded as a very good negotiator um so that plays a good factor not only in trades but also contract discussions cami has got a great eye for talent um as well uh, as she should uh so i mean it's different it's different elements that kind of come into play and then you know again how do you want to expand your hockey ops department if it's not the gm role is there a vp of something is there you know other elements that come into play here where it's not necessarily two individuals three or four that round out the top tier um pieces of this club i mean they're going to have to hire an agm because they're down one uh but does it are there other elements as well that are going to bring in three four five individuals that are going to make up the new generation or next generation of of management for this club to push them forward Uh, i I think we're going to see multiple additions um who and and what i mean that's going to come down to the interview process
0: Uh, let's get onto the ice then for the personnel decisions, very big personnel decisions that have to be made by whoever is leading this charge this summer. Let's start at at the spot that a lot of people see is the the most problematic for this team. If they're ever going to make another deep run into the playoffs, um, how do they solve their goaltending issue this offseason?
1: Yeah, that's, that's the big one, right? That's definitely, um, the, the big question. I think they're going to – I mean, it's hard to spe- to specifically identify certain elements right now because nobody's calling the shots per se. Um, I would expect them to explore their options in that, uh, whether that is a Thatcher Demko, a John Gibson, uh, one of the free agents that are going to be out there. I think they're going to explore their options to see who becomes available um, moving forward and then decide whether it's – are they better off with keeping Tristan Jari or going in a different direction. I think that's going to be, you know, we talked about, you don't want to prioritize or put things out of priority, the priority list. Uh, And it's almost like a one ABC scenario in certain elements. Mm -hmm. I think this is one of them as well. Whenever the new GM comes in, it's going to be, all right, who are we keeping? Who are we going to look to move? Who the heck's our goaltender? And what areas do we have to improve on? I mean, those are four key elements, but they're all like almost equally important um so i think without question goaltending will be part of that um i could see i mean it sounded like they were going to go in a different direction um now that they've made the changes again it depends who's coming in i'd be surprised if they don't cast another net in that regard to see which goaltenders are available can they make us better and do they fit um what we're looking to do and do they also come economically friendly
0: yeah, that's yeah, the, biggest the biggest part I think is is having to clear the cap space necessary, if, especially if you're talking about a big contract like a like yeah. a John Gibson. Um, speaking of big contracts, uh, I'm curious where it might go this off for Jason Zucker. He's going to be 30, I believe, by the time next season starts. Yep. Um, he is he was a spark plug for this team this year, no doubt about it. Uh, finally, the the Penguins felt like they got the version of Jason Zucker they had traded for a couple years ago, healthy and really. Uh, like I said, providing that spark, that spark, that punch that they needed many nights. Um, what do you suspect the market for him is going to be? I know it's really early. <laughs> Heck, half the league isn't even done playing yet. Um, <laughs> but What do you suspect? What do you suspect that market will look like for Jason Zucker? And can the Penguins remain a part of it?
1: Well, they've got a decent amount of cap space to play with. So I, I think uh, really it's going to come down to where they see those other holes and how they can how they can fill them they may see this and go we would prefer to keep a jason zucker versus uh, arbitrary just totally throwing it out there because i just saw his name earlier you know brian rust as an example um not saying they will i'm just purely using it as him as an example um because it would work economically it'd be in and around the same world the five six range um Mm -hmm. but if you're filling that hole not necessarily a hole but if you're if you're keeping him around and you need to fill another hole you've got other assets to move to create that to try to do that so does that mean that a guy like rust or raquel or whomever is going to go on the outs you know we know that raquel obviously has, has played well and, and Gensel's played well and uh, they've done tremendously tremendously well with this group but can you fill other holes and, and who's going to be an odd man out if, if zucker stays or do you look to see if you can bring in somebody who, who you think can replace him at a lower cost and still give you enough room to, to fill voids in other areas. Um, I mean, that's all the stuff that has to be figured out. I think there's what 20 million or nine, eight, 15, 15, 20 million range in terms of cap space. So they've, they, they don't have, I mean, they have a ton, but that money goes away quick because you also have some other guys to sign. So um, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. uh, I guess it's going to be tough to tactically tackle this. Um, but that's, that's why you're, you're trying to bring in a new regime that you feel comfortable in being able to do that and keep you, um, competitive and, and definitely way further ahead this year than, or next season than you were this year. Sure. would be sure nice would
0: to be not so. have that Grandland contract on the books.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's him. Maybe they, they have to incentivize a team and and you got to move something out, which is not ideal, but.
0: Could be part of the solution. Yeah. David, thanks so much for the time today. I really do appreciate it. I know you are knee deep in the playoffs. Uh, Enjoy it. Tell Kyle Dubas we said hello, just in case (laughs) things do not go well for the Leafs in the first round and game one didn't look all that great. Uh, So uh, we'll keep the lines of communication open. How about that?
1: I'll I'll do what I can. I promise you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Great stuff, David. Thanks as always.
1: Take care, man. It's time to hit the ice, Penguin fans. Chris Mack has you covered with all the news and notes surrounding Surround. your Penguin. Only on 5th Avenue Faceoff.
0: Love having David Pagnotta on NHL Insider from the 4th Period. At the 4th Period on Twitter, the fourth period.com is where you find him. Yeah, Mike Sullivan has got an increased level of power in this situation now. Sidney Crosby, obviously, what he wants to do over the next several years is going to dictate what this thing looks like going forward. And uh, Fenway, it sounds like, has seen the writing on the wall or heard it from some of us um, that they need to be more involved and more visible and more present uh, here in Pittsburgh. Uh, We'll see if that leads to any sort of reconnection with Mario. But every day they're on the outs with him, I think, is a bad one for Fenway Sports Group and what it means for the future of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, It it sounds like everything is on the table as far as the GM search goes, but what I like is the names at the forefront all seem to be young up-and-comers who are, I don't want to say cutting edge, but by NHL standards, when you think of the recycled pieces that have gone through the GM mill here in Pittsburgh, especially over the last 40 years, Patrick, Shiro, Rutherford, Hextall, would be something completely different than what we're used to here, seriously. So uh, we'll see uh, if it ends up going that way or if they end up coming back around to one of those retreads, fingers crossed, knock on wood, that's not what they do. Again, follow us inside the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Tap up there in the upper right-hand corner. Be sure to subscribe. However, you get your podcast to Fifth Avenue Faceoff. Next episode, we'll be lucky enough to catch up with the one, the only Matthew Barnaby. So you wanna make sure you're subscribed before that one drops because I guarantee we'll have a good time talking to Barney about a number of different things including his book that is out uh, Matthew Barnaby unfiltered uh, but we of course will keep you up to date on the GM search as well and what's going on with the present day Pittsburgh Penguins as the playoffs progress and we rapidly approach the offseason Chris Mack with you here thanks for listening be sure to subscribe rate review if you haven't already and watch us on YouTube youtube.com slash thefan the fan Latest episodes are posted there as well of Fifth Avenue Face Off.